I'm Jennifer Spivey, and you are listening to Coffee and Connect, an outreach of People's Church in Winter Haven, Florida. At Connect Women's Ministry, we believe there is power and blessings that come from making connections with God and with each other. Thanks for connecting with us today. I pray that the podcast is a blessing to you. Now let me turn it over to our host, Hannah. Um, last week was such a good episode. We got to learn about her journey through, um, you know, mental health, getting to where she is, the Lord calling her um, to, you know, help others that are struggling with this. Um, such a powerful testimony, such a cool story, um, and such great knowledge, Cammie. Um, we are so excited to be continuing this series. Um, I just want to give a disclaimer again. If you um, are struggling, um, please reach out you know, take a step back, you know, really find a space. If you want to listen to this later, it's totally fine to take a pause. Um, so this week we are, um, wanting to address depression. That's a little bit of a hard topic, but you know, this is something that quite a few people struggle with. Um, and we just want to say, you know, at the beginning of this, it's okay if you are struggling with this and you're following Jesus. Um, you are still a Christian. You are still good. You, um, you can struggle with some of these things while you follow Jesus. Um, so Cammie, for someone that, um, you know, may be struggling with depression or for a friend that has someone that, um, has, has depression, um, what would you say depression is? So, depression on its own is a mood disorder. It affects, um, unlike anxiety, anxiety is much more about the nervous system and can go off of just, like, thoughts and, you you know, it helps with all of you have more physical symptoms. Mm -hmm. With depression, a lot of it is your mood and personality shift. Yeah. So, a major depressive episode is five or more symptoms presented nearly every single day for at least two weeks. I'm going to list off some symptoms. When I list off these symptoms, we're not diagnosing anyone. We are not, this is not like a whole, oh my gosh, I have all of those symptoms. I obviously have this. Okay, I'm going to start using it now. If you hear me say this list and I'm like, okay, I have these symptoms. I've had them for X amount of time. Mm-hmm. Okay, in a minute, we're going to talk about a treatment plan. We're going to talk about how to help you. And we're going to talk about a really, really thing that's close to my heart. But when I say these things, Please don't go into a panic thinking that you have this disorder. <laughs> you can be, you can have a very bad day. You can feel depressed and not have depression. Yeah. Don't so, don't look anything no. up on WebMD. Oh my guys. gosh! Please no. Don't no no that no. Is a, a dangerous trail. Please. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, please no. But <laughs> these symptoms are having a depressed mood, loss of pleasure in activities, and/or something that you used to love and you no longer love anymore. Uh, you have high or low appetite. You have an extreme weight change. You have a disrupted or excessive sleep. Uh, fatigue, worthlessness or guilt, difficulty concentrating or making decisions, and thoughts of death. Okay. Those are just the overview. Under that, there are a lot of other symptoms, mm-hmm. but those are the main ones that we see consistently through mood disorders or depressive disorders. Okay. Um, now, pause for a minute. Think about that. I don't want anyone, again, please, please, please 
don't automatically think you have depression because you've had a really bad week and this is just all cumulated because I think a lot of people um, in the younger generation automatically jump the gun Mm -hmm. and there's no reason to jump the gun right let's pause for a minute let's write all of our symptoms down let's think about it let's talk to a trusted person about it and if I still feel like I need to go and you know handle this okay cool so with these disorders you will have moments of what we like to call manic episodes. Mm-hmm. Not all of them have manic episodes, where manic episodes is almost the exact opposite of a depressive episode. Mm-hmm. So it is, you have a lot of energy, you're high energy, you don't sleep, you're kind of just go, 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 and they have to last at least a week. Yeah. Wow. So it's a little crazy. <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. <laughs> and then... There are a lot of mixed features in depressive symptoms and depressive episodes. Mood disorders are so, so complex because they are so personalized. Mm -hmm. Because it's your mood. It is your personality. Mm -hmm. It is your brain function. And anxiety does have some biological reasonings and backgrounds and, like, of course, the nervous system. But depression specifically has a lot to do with hormones. Right. And hormones are, if you know anything about hormones, they're a little bit of a tricky thing. (laughs) And so the main reason I specifically wanted to talk about this on this podcast, because this is a podcast towards women, is a lot of women every single day Mm -hmm. have depression, specifically postpartum depression, which is after you have had children, um, the hormones do not always go back to normal. And that's really difficult because what happens is you have a baby and now you have a small person to constantly take care of. And so some women don't have postpartum depression, perfect great awesome i love that don't worry about it some women have postpartum depression for 20 years and don't even realize it yeah and other women can have postpartum depression and it can turn into postpartum psychosis and then that puts so many people in danger so if i tell you the symptoms now and we have a conversation about this now you can not only get help but you can help someone else yeah for sure yeah it's a great thing to know of Yes. For the future, for someone that you may may know, and you mm-hmm. start to see any signs, like because you love them and you care for them, you can say, "Hey, maybe maybe we can walk through this together." You know. So, Cami, what? Um, even though this is a really hard topic, what would you um, say was the best advice for someone who may be struggling with depression um, or experiencing these things? Okay, so. The main form of treatment for depression is therapy or counseling. Okay. Okay. In the Christian sphere, this is very, very difficult because um, there's a stigma around asking for help when it comes to mental health. Mm -hmm. And listen, you can have a therapist in Jesus too. (laughs) You can have a therapist in Jesus too. These things are not mutually exclusive. They can work together. Mm -hmm. Um, The Holy Spirit is, is called the ultimate counselor what (laughs) like you know like god obviously is not against counseling with people and Mm -hmm. having that moment and so therapy doesn't look what you think it looks like yeah we're not gonna pull out an ink block test (laughs) and make you be like what do you see here you're not laying on the couch no there is no velvet couch (laughs) there is you're usually sitting in a chair um and this person is just here for you to talk to them yeah it is that is it 
And there's a bunch of different forms of therapy. There's like group therapy, there's marriage counseling and family therapy, Mm -hmm. there's personalized therapy. But even under that branch, there's many different programs and treatments that you can walk through to help you through this difficult time. Now, therapy is not a fix-all. You're not supposed to be in therapy forever. A therapist is supposed to have this conversation with you, see you for a period of time, give you the coping mechanisms that you can do to live an everyday normal life. And you're supposed to have bad days. You're going to have bad days. It's going to be okay. But we're going to give you the coping mechanisms that you can take. And then you're going to take those coping mechanisms and then place them in your life. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to be continuing to keep going. Yeah. Um, When it comes to depression, it is very rarely completely fixed. There is no one form of treatment that will fix it all. But if it does get to a point when it is extreme and it can lead that way, the next step after therapy and with therapy, because I personally think that you should have therapy and this form of treatment is medication. Mm -hmm. Okay. You can be on medication and love Jesus too. (laughs) Hills I will die on. Okay. (laughs) Just because you need to take a medication to help you with your mental health does not make you a bad Christian. It doesn't make you not love Jesus. It doesn't mean you don't have enough faith. All of that is complete and utter lies. Would you, my one question is, would you say that to a cancer patient? Yeah. If the answer is no, mm-hmm. don't say that to a depressed person. Don't say that to someone who's struggling with mental illness. It is completely dehumanizing. Right. And it is awful. And so many people with mental illness end up leaving the church because people have said to them, well, if you just had more faith. Yeah. That's not true. Right. And it's not right. We need to be a helping hand to them mm-hmm. and not build them down because of oh, well, you go see a therapist, or oh, well, you're on medication. Yeah. And all of those things are totally fine, totally normal. And God gave us medication. Just because it looks differently doesn't mean it's not God-given. Right. And so I think that those are the two main forms of healing for depression. I think I love that point you made about, you know, his name being Mm -hmm. Counselor. Because it's so, like, I don't know why it just did not click in my head. Um, because I, th- I think you're right. We can still pray and ask the Lord for this help because he can and he will and he'll guide us and he'll lead us. Um, but there's also like some practical stuff that you can do just whenever I sit down, um, and I can talk with someone and mm-hmm. say, Hey, this is how I'm feeling. And they can kind of walk me through, well, okay, how, why were you feeling like this? And, yes. hey, let's let's go through this and see see what we can do to mm-hmm. help you, um, you know, realize why are you feeling this way and all that good stuff. You know, like, it's it's a practical way for someone who, uh, ha- like, is going to sit down and walk you through 100%. different steps and, and, and yeah. really address what you're struggling with. It's just a, a practical thing. So yeah. we can have the Lord as our counselor mm-hmm. and actually speak with someone about you know addressing some practical things which I think there's there's a lot of really good stuff that'll come with that yes. and even even though like it, when you say counselor or therapist or something mm-hmm. like that um I think you're right there sometimes it's hard to hear like oh I'm gonna go see a therapist um but honestly you're just talking with someone yeah you're just saying hey I was feeling this way what what do you think about it and and hey this is some stuff I've struggled with in my past and they're able to go like they're a total outside party and they're just gonna say hey this is what I noticed what do you think about that um and it's just a very interesting perspective (laughs) and and it can be very you know intimidating Mm -hmm. at first 
Um, but I, I personally have gone um, to see a counselor, and it's it's actually been a very beneficial, a very very beneficial thing. Hundred percent. Like yeah. I'm training to be one, and I'm in therapy right now. <laughs> like I I love my counselor. My counselor is great. It helps a lot with my stress, like with mm-hmm. my stress and my coping mechanisms. But the great thing about therapy is legally we can't share it with anyone. <laughs> so if you're like I'm about to walk in and spill my guts, and they're gonna know all my secrets legally. We can't share with anyone. Therapists are bind by law to keep your secrets. If we share your secrets, we get fired. So, so there you there go. go. <laughs> like, you know, sometimes, listen, I will always advocate for talking to a friend. I will always advocate for talking to a mentor. But there are just some things that you can't talk about with friends. Yeah. And that's okay because guess what? A therapist can't share anyone, can't tell anyone, can't do anything about it other than helping you. you. And that's great. You know, like, I think we forget that, like, your therapist is not going out and telling her husband everything about right. everything. Yeah. Your therapist is writing down notes, helping you through your treatment plan, and putting it in a locked file in, in a locked office. And that is it. Yes. We love it. Yes. yes. <laughs> like. Okay. So, Cammie, I wanted to ask. Mm-hmm. Um, as someone who... So, for me personally, I may not say that I, ha- I struggle with depression every okay. day. But what if I have a friend that is struggling with it? What are some ways that I can walk with them um not only through prayer and you know really just just being a sister in Christ for them but what yeah. else could I do to help them when when they're struggling with this so it depends on what form of depression but I think one of the best things is support systems. Mm -hmm. That is the biggest thing in therapy. When we have a conversation with someone, we ask them about their family and their support system because we need to know how to help them through that and how they can help them. Mm -hmm. So having a support system, just like we talked about in the last episode, getting connected. Getting connected in your church, getting connected in that will help whoever very quickly. Okay, great, they're connected. My first question is contact the person that's struggling with depression and say, hey, how can I help you? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes... They need someone to come in and be with them and help them and, like, cook dinner. Mm -hmm. So they have to get out of bed, take a shower, and eat something. If it's postpartum, hey, can I drop off a dinner for you and hold the baby for a little bit so you can go take a shower? That means the world to new mothers. Are you Mm -hmm. kidding me? Call... If you know a new mother, call her, (laughs) drop off some diapers on the doorstep, walk in, hold the baby for an hour, do something, okay? (laughs) Being a new mom is hard, it's difficult, it's straining. Be there for her. Find out little ways to show them that you love and support them. So if I'm super close with Hannah, I know her love language. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. So I'm going to do things that attach to her love language. Mm -hmm. And that is so important because in depression, that you feel lonely, you feel worthless, you feel guilty, you feel gross. Having someone come in and be like, hey, I know your love language is acts of service. Well, I just took out the trash and dinner's in the oven. Why don't we come out and watch a movie? We love it. That's a fantastic thing. Mm -hmm. So calling them, be like, hey, what can I do to help you? Mm -hmm. And if they say nothing, but you still have this discernment or gut feeling, go over there and check up on them. Yeah. The thing about depression, it is usually linked to suicide, which is hard. I'm going to take a small moment. Sometimes the best thing you can do for a person is calling the help for them. Mm -hmm. If you are ever in that situation, I know it's hard. I know it's difficult. Call the help for them. They will be angry with you in the minute, but when they are done, you will feel so much better. They will be healed, and they'll be able to come back and say, thank you for calling someone. Yeah. Um, That is okay. That is good. Because having that support system, having someone to watch out for them is really important. Yeah. And if you realized 
hey, my friend has been acting really weird. Walk up to him and be like, hey, are you okay? Hey, is everything good with work? How's the family? How's school? Yeah. Just having someone to be accountable and someone to check up on them is means the world to someone with depression. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. Even if you feel like you're going to be the annoying friend. I know. It's like, hey... I know you've been struggling lately. Let's. I brought your favorite dinner and dessert, and we're gonna sit down on the couch and watch your favorite comfort movie. Hundred percent. And then yeah. in that, and that can mean the world. You're right, Cami, yeah. and I absolutely love that. Well, before we um, end this episode, you guys, I read this uh, verse last week, but I just want to read it again um, because I think it speaks. Uh, you know, it speaks about the power of what God has given us um, and how. In, in these moments when we're struggling, um, when we're when we feel these these uh, different things involving our mental health, we still have the Lord with us. Hundred percent. When you're struggling, if you feel um, any kind of depression or anything like that, you guys, the Lord is still with you. He has not given you a spirit of fear, but mm-hmm. of power and of love and of a sound mind. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. We will see you next week. We're, we still have Cami with us next week, so we are pumped about it. Um, and remember to tune in next week. Thanks for listening in today. We'd love to hear from you, whether on today's topic or perhaps something you'd like to hear discussed. Email us at connectwomensministrypcwh at gmail.com or give us a follow on Instagram at connectwomensministrypcwh. Click the link in our bio for more ways to connect with us. Thanks again for joining us for Coffee and Connect, and we look forward to connecting with you again soon.